Before we dive in, first my apologies for the delay in getting this episode out to you. I dropped the ball on getting the raw audio files to our podcast transmuter, Elizabeth Parcells, and so that is on me, and I apologize sincerely. The bigger thing as we head into this episode, however, is a reminder that near the end of episode 48, the party discovered a small chest containing a silver coin, and on it, scratched in abyssal, were the words five cents. This was a result of the roll on the table of potentially decent random stuff thanks to the Duke's turtle and crow. Silbeth took ownership of that abyssal nickel largely because she could speak abyssal. But the bad news is that coin is cursed, and the curse, simply put, is that Silbeth stops believing magic exists. It's a bit ambiguous, but what you should know is that the curse will manifest itself in this episode. Silbeth has stopped believing magic exists, and while player Brad is aware of the curse and what it can do, neither Silbeth nor any of the other players nor their characters know any of the details. If Silbeth experiences magic, she's going to take on some strong emotions, and that is going to cause larger than normal increases in her potential to surge. So that's what you should know going into this episode, and that is exactly what Aaron, Dion, and Emery do not know. So we hope that you enjoy what is about to come. Welcome, wombat folk and trolls, sorcerers, and orcs to Rated RPG, the fantasy role-playing podcast where we toss dice and have fun adventures with our friends. This is the Valley of Green Gold, episode 49. When we last left the Whoop Whoop troop in the Valley of Green Gold, they had just defeated two skeletons. That's a skeletal skull, the uh, turtle, and a troll who showed up in the middle of the fight. You guys had traveled to the entrance of the mines because why did you travel we there, Brad? wanted to check out the small building that Silbeth had read about in that book to see what was stored in there. Yeah. What did you find in there, Emery? Well, it was essentially like an abandoned storage warehouse for the mining activities is what it seemed like, except it was full of spiders and undead. Yeah. Aaron, Wendell had a lot of fun. What was your favorite part of the combat? Burning spiders up. You also went a little necromantic. Yeah, with the troll. Oh man, the troll never knew what hit him. We just we just played that fool. He didn't stand a chance. He just was trying to see what was going on. He heard all that noise <laughs> when he came out. You know, you guys threw down on him. Wendell's got the zombie Calicroak Jack, Croaky, and then you summoned some undead. Dion, what did you guys find in the satchel of the troll? He had a shark tooth necklace, I remember for sure, because, I mean, every good douchebag has one, and now I have one, like any good douchebag, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I expect you to have frosted tips at some point, man. Cranking your 311. (laughs) Or Sugar Ray, maybe, I don't know what you're into. With your tribal tattoos? Oh, listen, Amber's the color of her energy, bro. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you guys found some tools. You found a, a small clay jug marked in Dwarvish. None of you know Dwarvish, so we're going to pretend that I didn't jump the gun and tell you that it says fungicide on it. You found a bunch of old mine carts. They're in terrible condition, but if you're handy, who knows? You could fix them up, do something with them. 
You found some rope, you found some pulleys, you found some wooden tool handles, round metal rod about three feet long with a wooden handle on one end, and you found a metal gear. It's missing some teeth, but it's about 10 inches across. It's obviously for something. And then you found a small wooden box under some debris. Etched into the brass plate on the box were a couple of words. Well, four words. Property of turtle and crow. And inside the box, a coin bearing markings in abyssal. They're like uh, demon claw scratches, less like words. And it reads, five cents. It's an abyssal nickel. And who has that? Silbeth has that. Because she's the only one that could read abyssal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shark tooth necklace, by the way, belonged to the wizard Weary. It was more or less a gift from him. I think the troll found it, you know, the satchel, and that's where that came from. Here's what I want to explain to me. How yeah. did two undead skulls end up in an arcane locked building? Yeah, right? That's a mystery. The arcane lock had a symbol on it. Does anybody remember what that symbol was? It was... Oh, I can't remember now. Was it like a wizard's sigil? Like their signature? Yeah. It was like a crescent moon with a little star That's on it. That's right. It was. I said it was Soviet. Yeah. It's missing, like, the hammer. And... It's kind of like the Turkish flag, actually. Crescent moon with a star. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. But you've never seen that sign or that sigil before. So maybe you'll see it again at some point. You don't know. You looked into the mines because they're these enormous stone doors and they were open eight feet, something like that. And that's where the troll came out. So you took a quick peek in there after the battle and after you searched. It's a big room, a natural cave chamber that's been turned into the entrance of the mine. There's mine tracks that lead in, a couple of tunnels in there that go left and right. There's also a filthy mess in there because the troll had built a disgusting oozing hut here against a wall. And there's an entrance to the little hut that if you really wanted to go in there, I guess you probably could. On the wall, there's a mural that shows a mining operation. You can't make out much of it, but the words safety is our top priority are still quite legible on the bottom of it there. There was a little switcher, like a thing built into the floor where you could switch the minecart track to the left or right. You know how minecarts work, but you didn't go in to really take a close look at it. So that's kind of where we left things. You guys had talked about maybe taking a long rest or, I don't know, short rest. What What's the verdict? Long, long rest. The longest and of rest. on to the tower. Yeah. Going to the tower. Okay. Yeah, but Clubhead really wants to go inside of the gooey hut. Gooey yeah, hut. Yeah, he really does. Okay. And I'll tell you why, okay? So, first of all, from a role-playing perspective, Clubhead is not afraid of getting himself dirty. He lived in a sewer for, like, several decades. And second of all, this is just a Emery talking here. I once did a game where the DM had a magic ring at the bottom of a gigantic latrine that a whole dungeon full of goblins were using. And I dove through all of the shit to get to it just because I detected it on, with my detect magic. So I know that the filthiest places sometimes have the most magical items. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we were playing Descent into Avernus and in the sewers there, we were in a little room and there was like a crypt. Yes. And it had like a disgusting decayed body in it. And Glubchick is like smashing <laughs> through the bottom of yeah. it. And you found treasure there. I did. Yeah, you found an amulet or something that was inside of a mummy's chest cavity. Yes. This is what it was. Like it Yeah, I can't believe there was something in there. I don't even know what my reasoning was to cut it open, but 
There was some cool stuff in there. Well, so you all are able to take a long rest. Awesome. So go ahead and uh, replenish things. You guys do that in the storage building, yes? Yeah. Makes sense. Probably put the chain back on. So you're able to keep yourself nice and secure in there. Nothing disturbs you in the middle of the night. You're all able to get a really great long rest. And then in the morning, you wake up and maybe have a little bit of breakfast and get yourself ready to get started on your day of adventuring. Emery, you said Clubhead wants to take a look at the troll hut? Ah, he does, yes. Do you guys all go into the entrance of the mine? Well, first of all, you can't just call it troll hut. It's officially gooey troll yeah. hut. The goo is a big selling <laughs> blue troll hut. Yeah. <laughs> Because if it was just a dried up old troll hut, it would be Moss Ass's shack. Right. <laughs> I just want to be clear here. I don't want to go deep enough into the mines that, like, there's no coming back. Yeah. Right in the entrance, right? Just look in the opening room, right? Yeah. I'm up for that. Okay. Is anyone staying outside the doors? Or because what if the doors slam shut and then you can't get out? Why would you say that? I don't know. I'm trying to think of eventualities. I'm not going to join him there. I don't want to go anywhere near gooey troll hut, which, by the way, is one of the flavors of cookies being served at Crumble this week. (laughs) Put in your order now. Mention this podcast, get 10% off. I'm kidding. They will not. But please mention it. Is it G-O-O-E-Y or is it the acronym for graphical user interface? It's definitely not that. Okay. <laughs> it's the greasy, greasy gooey. Yeah. I thought I'd double check. Wendell's outside. Clubhead's going in. Silbeth and Bunny, what are you guys doing? We should do two in, two out. Silbeth, do you want to go in or me? I feel like so if we don't have this tragedy might happen. Yeah, if you want to go in, go ahead. Yeah, fuck it. Clubhead, let's kick it. Yeah. All right, so Bunny to Pain and Clubhead enter the mine. It's dark in there. So is Bunny going to light a torch? I'm finally going to use one of these 88 torches I have for no reason. <laughs> Wait, 88, well, not 8D8? No, I have 10 of them, but still, that's oh, way okay. more torches than I've used in a year. <laughs> I'm just going to say, speaking of going back to Descent. Yeah. Don't forget about the time we went in that sewage room and we lit a torch and it blew up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's a good point, Silbeth. Is troll goo flammable? Anyone know? I don't know. It could be, I guess. Can I do a perception check to, like, smell for gasoline or things of that nature? Sure. Give me a perception check. Both clubhead and Bunny can do it, because Clubhead also has experience being exploded by sewer gas, as you remember. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I do. I got a 10, so I know nothing. Okay. Well, I mean, you know what you know, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I rolled a nature check about troll goo (laughs) being flammable, and I got a 17. Yeah, troll goo is not flammable. It is a mild skin irritant. Oh, Oh, (laughs) I don't have any skin, so perfect. There you go. Problem solved. And then I got a 14 out of perception. Okay. So as you enter the entrance of the mines, you look around, there are a lot of small animal bones and scraps of fur here and there, as if animals have wandered in and then met their demise at the hands of the troll or maybe something else. But as you enter, the gooey troll hut is particularly gooey. It's freshly gooed, as a matter of fact, (laughs) and it stinks so bad. There's timbers and other debris busted up mine carts and other things that are stacked, and they're all covered in this glistening sludge. And the opening is only about wide enough 
for one of you to enter at a time, but you could go in single file or one of you can stay out, one of you can go in. So this troll would lube up the entrance to their hut so that they could squeeze through it? Yeah. Okay. Nice. I mean, they, they lubed up their entire hut. <laughs> You're not sure what fluid, but... Okay. Buddy, I'll go in. Okay. You know, it is a mild skin irritant, so <laughs> maybe you don't even have to come in. You know, I can call. Okay. As you enter the gooey troll hut, animal skulls and filth are attached to the walls of this structure. Amongst the filth, rusted bits of scrap armor, a few broken weapons, axe handle here and there. It's disgusting, though, with wet, vile secretions dripping down the walls. Give me a perception check. An 18. Oh, okay. As you're looking around inside this hut, you see what appears to be a pile of dead animal fur, or maybe just the dead animals themselves. Perhaps that's the troll's bed, because it'd be nice and soft, right? It stinks so bad in here. It's so bad. It's 800 porta potties bad. Smells like home. Yeah, it doesn't affect you. You don't take any damage from it. You're not even nauseous at all. <laughs> Do you dig around in, in, in anything? Absolutely, yeah. You dig around. Again, yeah, you find little bits of trinkets, shiny scraps of metal that are completely worthless, but the troll obviously liked them. And then you find a black leather-bound journal. <gasps> it's dripping with the nastiest goop, <laughs> and it's pretty much ruined. But maybe if you examine it in the proper light, maybe you will learn something from this journal. Oh, perfect, perfect. I grab the journal and I shout out, Hey, buddy, I found the troll's journal. Oh, how's this writing? Um, it's too dark to really read. I'm going to bring it out. Sounds good. All right, I squeeze out the gooey troll hut entrance. You slip out of that <laughs> entrance like you've been born. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do the, like, water slide. No, what is it called? <laughs> the slip and slide. I use it like a slip and slide. He comes out and... <laughs> I need Bunny to make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> Hell yes, I got you. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I got a oh my five. god. <laughs> All right. You take one point of psychic damage oh, and you can't help but barf a little bit in your own mouth. <laughs> the only damage I took was from this. The troll didn't hurt me at all, but his stank is what hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, seeing Clubhead slide out of the thing and then the, the wave of stink that hits you. Yeah, it's it's enough to make you a queasy and yeah, you take a little damage as the bile burns the back of your throat. But that's, you got it. You got the one thing that was in this troll's hut that was of any use at all. You found it right away. Nice. What do you do yeah, now? There was something in there. Yeah. Yeah. So now I, I'll just be like, Oh, uh, hey, uh, I'm sorry, buddy. You vomited a little bit. It's dribbling down your chin. Uh, you know, it's all good. I, I spit the rest of it out. <coughs> yeah, I'm used to nasty, but this is a different level of gross, man. Let's get out of here. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll walk back out of the yeah. mine. All right. You get out of the mine. You take a look at this leather-bound journal and the cover, the back cover, the binding. It's all falling apart. There's hardly anything left. There's a few words here and there throughout most of it, though it's completely ruined. But then, as you examine it more, you find this passage. You can't read the first half of the sentence, but the sentence ends 
with the words, to travel deep below. Then it continues, if only we could have gotten into the Flark building, a minecart would have allowed us to descend faster and avoid those Thule abominations we were warned about. And that's where that passage ends. Another entry later on in the journal is the only other one that you can make out, and it reads, something, 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 through the rising water. It screamed something in a language I couldn't understand. It wasn't cowardice that kept me from attacking. I was paralyzed by fear. I could only watch. It seemed fixated on the body of my companion. And that is where that passage ends. Wow. Yeah, we got to keep note of that because we're, we're going to come back to this mine. Oh, yeah. and that's going to be valuable information. And we're going to fix ourselves a cart for sure. Yeah. Is anyone good with any tools? Uh, let me see. I know I have some tools. Not good as relative, but... <laughs> For some reason, when I made Clubhead, I made him proficient with Cook's utensils. <laughs> I don't think I'm proficient with any kits or anything. I don't know. I, I just got lock picking, <laughs> but uh, inventory. Nope. Okay. But I got a fake beard if we still need that. I got it on deck. <laughs> you should say the word. I'll pop that bad boy on. Clearly, we should have had a dwarf with us. <laughs> <laughs> So here you are. Now you are well rested outside of the entrance of the mine, and you're going to head toward the tower to the south? Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's morning time, and the sun here in our world rises in the east and sets in the west, so it has risen up over the Silver Mountains, the mountains in which the mine is constructed, and the same mountains on which this tower is constructed. Although, as you look south, a low cover of clouds obscures what might be on the horizon. A barely visible trail heads south along the base of these mountains, and at times the stone walls rise massively to your left, hundreds of feet. In some places, great rock slides have completely covered the trail, and you have to go around the boulders through scrub brush and brambles, that make it tough going for your mounts. You have your mounts, your horses, and Wendell's goat Buffy, but you don't have a ranger. Do any of you have any means by which to reduce the difficulty of the terrain? Does a can-do attitude help? <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Well... You mean like a shovel? A shovel might help, yeah. I mean, a little. I don't have one. Any inherent racial abilities or class traits like a ranger would have? Well, I have the fungal communication, so I could potentially stop and ask local clusters of mushrooms about the surrounding area. Let's see if you can find some mushrooms. Wendell has the ill communication. Does that help? <laughs> Did you get your license to get ill communication, or were you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to get your license to ill. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's see. Clubhead is looking around for mushrooms. Give me a perception check. Oh, only an 11. Unfortunately, not much habitat for mushrooms in this rocky, dry, brushy terrain here. Oh, dear. Wendell is a wombat folk. Wouldn't he have some sort of natural ability to scope out, you know, rough terrain and, and find places that other folks might not notice. Perhaps. Give me a perception check for Wendell. Eight. It's really difficult because 
you're riding a goat, which I don't know how that offsets, but it does somehow. Yeah, I can see that. And you're not at ground level. Yeah. yeah, you're not like in contact with the ground, so you're just kind of confused. Yeah, the goat's really swole too. So that just he's the know. toughest goat I've ever seen. That's why you don't want to get off the goat. Can I use like? My dexterity to maybe like get to a vantage point to scope out potentially. Yeah. Okay. There would be a spot or two. Maybe you could get some elevation. Okay. Give me an acrobatics check. We'll see how high Bunny can climb. All right, baby. Come on. 26. Come on. Whoa. Nice. Bunny gets off of his horse, Brixton, and scrambles up a nearly sheer rock face 50 feet above you. And from that vantage point, you are able to see where there are some rock slides up ahead. So you're able to come back down safely with a 26 and tell everybody, we're going to want to go around this way. Follow me. And Bunny leads the way. And so your horses and goat do not face a check against exhaustion. So excellent. Nice. Nice shot, Bunny. Yeah, if Bunny's mom and dad were here, they'd be like, get down right now. (laughs) You guys continue on. It takes you a few hours to cover three or four miles because you have to go around all these rock slides that Bunny has seen. And occasionally you'll scramble up on top of a boulder to get another look. So it all just takes a lot of time. You finally approach close enough that you can see a tall stone tower reaching high above the ground. It's definitely over 100 feet for sure, but the very top of this tower is obscured by some low clouds. You're still far enough away, half mile or so, so that if you'd like to use stealth to approach the tower, perhaps without being detected, you could certainly try to do that. Yeah, Mm. my stealth is crazy good. You want to do a group stealth check? A group stealth check sounds wonderful. And I'll use your stealths, not your horses and goat. 25. Wow. 21. 12. 11. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say with a 25, a 21, a 12, and an 11, you do a fairly adequate job of sneaking up to the base of the tower, at least close enough to the base of the tower so that you can see a little bit better. Your horses don't whinny. Your goat doesn't do the goat sound. It doesn't do those sounds. <laughs> Which sounds? Well, those sounds. <laughs> that, right there. That sound. They don't do that. Okay. They don't do that. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's super buff, so it's like, buh. <laughs> <laughs> right. They don't do that. The trail here is still visible enough that you don't lose sight of it as you get closer to the base of the tower. You can see that this tower is built into the mountain, right? So it's over 100 feet high, but the foundation of the thing is right into the mountainside itself. And there are a series of stone steps that lead up to it. Now, usually there's brush and brambles and trees and things that are kind of close to the mountains, But in this case, it looks like a lot of trees have been just ripped out of the ground and thrown away from the entrance of the tower. That's what it looks like. There's big boulders that are laying on the ground. Some of them look like they've crushed some of the steps of the tower. Now, you've seen rock slides on your way here, but this doesn't look like rock slides. looks like boulders that have honestly been 
hurled down onto the ground at the base of the tower. Looks like an army of ants marched on this tower. <laughs> yes, a wizard should know better. <laughs> Does it appear to be, like, recently kept up? All of you give me a perception check, and each of you can ask one question that you, you want to know the answer to. For Brad, that will be the question. Does it look like it's been recently kept up? Not necessarily, and not particularly well. There's still large clumps of weeds and debris. You see a glint of metal here and there. Could be like armor, could be a broken sword here and there scattered around. So it's not like anyone's doing any housekeeping in front of this tower. Does the tower look like it's got any sort of decay at all, or does it look sort of magically pristine? I got a 22. Yeah, with a 22, it does not look to be in a state of disrepair or decay. It also, I don't know if you could tell if it was magically upkept, but it's not crumbling, it's not falling apart. Clubhead got a 24 for his perception, and his question is, will I ever be truly happy? <laughs> Philosophical clubhead, I love it. <laughs> yes, looking at this tower will help you answer that. <laughs> I got a 24, Jason. You gotta yes. give me something. Yeah. Magic 8 ball. Yes. <laughs> you will be truly happy. You're not sure when, okay. but it will happen. Yay. Probably right before you die. <laughs> okay, my question is, does it look like... Has anyone come through here recently, can we tell? I don't know if I'm basically asking what Brad asked, but here's my... No, no. Okay. It's a different question. Oh, another 10! Yeah! It's difficult to tell if a footprint you find is old or new. You know that there's, you know, there's a lot of weather that comes through, so most footprints that you would have seen are gone. You sure. Know. You wouldn't have seen most footprints because the weather that comes through here would wash them out. So to answer your question, you're not sure. Okay. But Emery, as Clubhead is pondering <laughs> his own <laughs> happiness, he sees a stone that kind of looks like a grave marker, about that same size. And there are words carved into it in common. Hmm. I'll read them. Maybe the key to my happiness is in there. Oh, hell yeah. It says... Be wary of falling rock. Oh. Rock singular? Be wary of falling rock. I guess, you know, could could go either way. Huh. Hey, guys, the plural of rock is rocks, right? With an S? Last time I checked. Usually. This, uh, this gravestone says be wary of falling rock. Hmm. What does that mean? Well, it could just be specifically saying, like, there occasionally a rock falls... And so, you know, maybe only one falls at a time. Oh, but if there's well, maybe like, maybe that person died by being hit by one rock. Right before they got to the S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a clarification question. So you're saying the tower is like built into the side of the mountain. It's not on the level that we are. Is that correct? So the base of the mountain is built on the ground level, but it's built into the rock of the mountain, the bases. Got it. And the, so the base is like over a story tall. It's like 20, 20 feet, 30 feet tall at least. Okay. And then from there on top of the base is a round tower that is 
fairly freestanding. I mean, yeah, it might be touching the mountain, uh, you know, near the bottom, but a hundred feet up, it's still... Is it actually built from the mountain or into the mountain? Like, did they carve the first level out of the mountain? Yes, the first level, the foundation is carved out of the mountain itself. Got it. Okay. And then the tower is built on top of that. And is there a door? There is a door. You can see that there is a large stone door carved or whatever into this foundation. Well, what do you say, boys? We didn't come all this way for no reason. I suppose there could be traps and things. Yeah. Well, there's probably falling rock. (laughs) I'm going to look up. What do I see looking up? Any rocks? You look up, you see the tower, obviously. It's all made out of rock. Your perception checks. Got a 24 on your last perception. Wendell got a 22. Silbeth with a 12 and Bunny with a 10. You guys are just sort of looking at the ground. You do see a few bones here and there that look like they could be humanoid. There are bits of broken armor and things. Oh, there's a wagon or a cart of some kind that's been smashed by a boulder. But Wendell and Clubhead, as you guys gaze up to the top of this tower, it's obscured by clouds. Mm. But you hear something. You hear what sounds like massive hammers hitting stone. Kung, kung, kung. Only happens one time, but it kind of echoes around the mountain. I don't know how Bunny and Silbeth don't hear it. <laughs> I it but they're just... I'm wondering if I will ever have happiness. So. No. no. <laughs> I'm sort of wrapped up in getting my crossbow out <laughs> and ready. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. I would say that Clubhead, you hear what you think is the sound of hammering stone coming from somewhere perhaps up at the top of the tower. Wendell, because you're a wombat folk and you do appreciate the ground so much, you're scanning the ground. And that's when you see what appears to be large timbers constructed into some sort of structure, maybe about 100 feet away from the base of the tower. Oh, so there's like an outbuilding. It's not really a building. It looks like maybe somebody tried to build something out there, but it's tough for you to tell what it is. If you got closer, you might be able to figure it out. Oh. You guys, there's a bunch of timbers over there that look like someone tried to make into something. We should just check those quick before we go in and figure out why they're there. Okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, it definitely looks like it was constructed by something. Are you going to leave your mounts somewhere else or take them with you or? Yeah, probably tie them up if there's some stable spot. Does the door to the tower look big enough to take them inside? You, sh- Yeah, you'd be able to take them inside of the tower. So where you are now, you're at least 100 feet away from the entrance of the tower. You're sort of off to the side under cover of some brush and some small trees because, you know, you are being stealthy and you don't want to just walk up because there's no trees. There's no cover near the base of the tower. So... You know, to get that good stealth check, you needed to stay away from the clearing. But whatever the structure is, it's far enough into the clearing that you'll have to make another stealth check. And it'll be difficult to sneak over there. It'll be harder to sneak over there if you've got your mounts with you. I think we should leave our mounts in the woods, you guys. Good idea. It'll be safer for them. We don't want them to get killed by a falling rock. Do parts of the woods look like they have been smashed by rocks? Up to a point. So... 
you know, the, whatever this structure is, this thing that's built out of these timbers, that's about 100 feet away from the base of the tower. And that's about the line at which you stop seeing these boulders and these small craters where boulders have hit. It seems like these woods are at least safe from the rocks, so that makes sense to me. Yeah, okay. So who's got the best animal handling out of all of you? I have a plus two for reasons I don't understand. Anybody else? <laughs> I also have a plus two. No bones. Got a plus four. I'm a druid. Get out. Okay. That goes. So the person with the highest animal handling, I'm going to have you try to talk to the mounts to convince them to stay put. We'll see how that goes. Okay. I line them up and I start walking, like pacing in front of them like I'm like a drill sergeant. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> okay, you lot. You're going to stay right here. doesn't matter if we get crushed to death by boulders out there in that battlefield. You want to not move a muscle, you hear me? Or else I'll turn you into satchels and eat all your meat. (laughs) (laughs) I got a 17 animal handling. Oh, yeah. Whether it's fear or respect, you feel as though you've gotten the result you want. Uh, Not the tactic I would have taken, but it worked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who can argue with success like that, though? That's pretty good. So you're all heading toward whatever this thing is, this structure. Give me stealth checks. 22. 10. 11. 16. All right. Yeah. So again, two of you succeeded, which is good enough. You crouch down. You move from tiny shrub to tiny (laughs) shrub. Boulder to boulder. Slowly, cautiously. You make your way. It's about 150 feet away from where you were to get to these timbers. And as you approach closer, I want everybody to give me a history check. 20. A natural 20? Nice. <laughs> sure. Natural one. 18. I'm rolling like crap tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so Beth, you have n- no idea what's going on <laughs> with this. You're still a little curious as to how threatening the livestock help. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wendell, you aren't terribly sure what this thing is. You think it's some sort of mechanism by which to heave things at a target? But Bunny, you remember exactly what this thing is. This is the remains of a trebuchet. Oh, snap. A siege engine. Probably used a version of that in wrestling. You know, I used to spar yeah. against the captain, he called himself, and he was always talking about the trebuchet. I thought it was just a body slam, <laughs> but it was real. Yeah, he used to launch himself into the ring with that from like a mile away. <laughs> but he did it one time and it, he died. But what an entrance, it was pretty man. awesome. An entrance and an exit. All at once. And to be clear, this is a trebuchet, not a catapult. Correct. The inferior type of siege weapon. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the captain was truly happy right before he died. <laughs> yeah. He achieved happiness. <laughs> and that story, maybe, I don't know, that's. Maybe that's what Clubhead was thinking. Clubhead, we need to get you a trebuchet (laughs) and we will get you some happiness. Oh my god, this is the answer. If only we had a dwarf to fix this trebuchet. (laughs) But it is it is broken. None of the timbers are broken, but the ropes are severed. If only you could figure out how to fix it, it might actually work again. I wonder. I will pull out my Metal gear. Oh, and my mm-hmm. long round metal bar. Mm-hmm. 
All right. And the rope. And my tool handles. <laughs> tool handles, you rope and pulleys. Yeah. Give me a... I'm going to have you do an investigation check. Oh, boy. Can I guess guidance on myself? Sure. And can anybody do this? Because I'm terrible at investigation. Sure. Sure, yeah. That's that's my star ability. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go, Silver. Oh, I'll cast guidance on you. Wait, what's your bonus? Plus six. Damn. I'm plus seven. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right, so who's doing the investigating? Well, I guess Wendell should. Let me investigate. I will cast guidance on you. So you have a d4, buddy. And I will aid you. So you have advantage. Wendell, the detective bat, is on the, <laughs> so, the job. <laughs> so, wait a minute. Clubhead is casting guidance? Yeah. Is there a verbal, semantic, or material? Ooh, good question. It is verbal and somatic. Is there a romantic component to it? <laughs> He's got to rub your shoulders <laughs> to cast it on you. <laughs> what happens when you cast it? You touch a willing creature, and then they can roll a d4 and add the number to an ability check of their choice. So you do have to rub his shoulders. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Romantic component. All right. So you guys see Clubhead slowly move behind <laughs> Wendell. I say, Club, Clubhead, what the hell are you doing? What's going on, guys? I whisper into Wendell's ear, you got this, buddy. I believe in you. <laughs> and rub his shoulders. Gently. Oh. And I don't believe I've ever seen this side of you, Wendell. Is there at the clubhead? It's it's odd. Clubhead, killing friends changed you, man. <laughs> well, what does Wendell get on his investigation with that bonus? What's the plus? Plus a 1d4. 22. 22. Well, you're able to rule out the gear and the long metal bar. The rope would come in handy. So as long as you've got a hundred feet of rope, that'll help a lot. Yeah, I did Probably take I did take some feet. of that rope. Yeah, I got some rope as well. All right, so you're able to figure out what you need to do to fix it to make it work again. Oh, nice! But whether you can, with the skills you have, actually fix it, is another matter. Yeah. I mean, I would probably say that fixing a siege engine would require tools of some kind. So you've got cobbler's tools and carpenters. Carpenters. Was carpenters tools? Yeah, let's, let's see. Uh, no, it's leather working. Leather working, yes. Vastly different than carpenters. Yeah, so there's like carpenters, cobblers, jewelers, leather workers, masons would probably be good. Tinkers, tinkers okay. tools. So That's what it would be. None of you have proficiency with those sorts of tools, right? No, sir. Right. And, we, no. and the only tools we have are the cobblers and leather working ones. I have sewer worker tools proficiency, which is something I literally made up for this character. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> okay. All right. So can we make some special trebuchet fixing shoes with the <laughs> Out of leather, yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you got to go back to the horses and the goat oh, boy. and pick a victim. <laughs> Maybe your goat knows how to fix the trebuchet. He's strong enough. Probably. <laughs> All right, so if you're going to try to fix this thing, I'm going to say it's going to take you an hour to do it. You've already spent three or four hours to get here, so it's going to be about noon by the time you even would approach getting it done. It's going to be a pretty high check with disadvantage. What's even, what's, what are we even trying to fix this? I was just about yeah, to ask. We're fixing this. <laughs> Do we even have an item to chuck in the trebuchet once we get it? Are we going to launch ourselves into the 
top floor of the tower? Is that the idea? Well, there's I'm a bunch down. of rocks lying around, but I'm assuming that it was just when the monsters come out of the mines, I'm assuming they, you know, warded them off with this trebuchet, probably. That sounds about right to me. Well, it wouldn't hurt to have it uh, ready to go in case we need to do something uh, like that, I suppose. Is the trebuchet facing the tower as if it were used to attack the tower? It is. Okay. Yes. So I think it is going to be a flat intelligence check, and somebody can assist, but you'd still have disadvantage. Right. Well, wouldn't assisting cancel the disadvantage? Typically, yeah. But not in this case. Well, it's so it's going to be a DC 25. Uh-huh. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, if, if you're all helping out, I'm going to say it's going to create some noise, too. So whatever advantages you've had because of the stealth check is going to go away because you're going to be doing some sawing and banging and chopping and breaking and things. This is our Oppenheimer. You know that, right? I say we leave it, fellas. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really sure what we do with it. <laughs> I don't think we can fix it. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm smart, but not that smart. I mean, even if we fix it, I don't know how to treb. <laughs> Do you treb, bro? You don't even treb, bro. <laughs> no. Not to die. <laughs> nah. What is, what is happening? I don't know. <laughs> are we going into tower, guys? Uh, so what are you going to do? <laughs> you have not spent the hour fixing the trebuchet, which is fine, but you've explored it. You've looked you at sure? it. I say we carefully approach the tower looking for traps or anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Or listening for giant stones coming our way. Oh, that's true. What is your what is your marching order going to be as you approach the tower? I will go third. I'll go second, because Clubhead's the sturdiest. I'll go first. Okay. Wendell's going to go underground. Ooh, marvelous. Classic. I have my crossbow ready. All right. Wendell dives underground like Bugs Bunny going to Albuquerque. (laughs) The rest of you head toward the tower. Everybody give me a stealth check. Wendell, I will give you advantage on this. 20. (gasps) A one. Gasp. 12. 12 and 12. Come on, Selbeth. Six. Uh-oh. Womp, womp. Okay, so a 20 for Bunny. So stealthy. Very quiet. Tiny feet. It's the feet, man. (laughs) <laughs> Wendell, you're fine. You're underground. Silbeth, what is it that causes you to make some noise? I accidentally let out a loud burp. <sighs> oh, no. Uh, what does Clubhead do that results in this natural one? Oh, dude. Clubhead giggles. He, st- <laughs> he's, he has a giggle fit randomly because he just realized how silly it was that you said treb <laughs> as the active like <laughs> verb for trebuchet. Awesome. <laughs> that was a stealth joke. <laughs> All right. So from the sky above, as you guys are walking toward the tower, there's a loud burp from Silbeth and then a giggle fit from Clubhead. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear what that would sound like. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Clubhead, are you okay, buddy? <laughs> Treb. <laughs> uh, let's see. First of all, third in the marching order Uh-oh. is. It's me, Silbeth. Oh. 
So all of a sudden, a large stone comes screaming through the air. A 19 to hit. <gasps> that that oh is God. a hit. It hits Silva, and she goes flying. Give me a strength saving throw. Well, I have not rolled anything higher than a 13 today. <laughs> oh. It's been a rough. It's been a rough go so far. With a 12, you needed a, a DC 17 strength save. You're knocked prone, and you take 26 bludgeoning damage. Ah! Oh. I have six hit points left. <laughs> and you take a level of emotion because this startled you and hurt you badly. Yes. Oh. 17. Okay. You don't surge, but you you know, your ribs are broken and your sternum is smashed as you're laying on the ground. I pass out from the pain. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> what do the rest of you do? First, can I tell if there's more boulders flying before I run towards Silbeth? You don't see any. Oh, shit. I got them going back towards Silbeth. That's that's my fucking bestie over there, so... Silbeth's passed out. Can I, like, tap her face and wake her up? Sure, you can try. Sil, Sil, are you okay with uh, the... Uh, what 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 ha- what happened? That was a big ass rock. Did you not see? Sorry, it's not your fault. But I, you- I can't breathe. Uh, uh, let me get my uh, knee off your chest. That's on me. That's my bad. I was shot. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh my. Oh, oh. I think I have some broken ribs. Oh. Now at the oh. same time, Wendell, you're underground and you feel this a tremendous jolt as this big boulder hits the ground not too far from where you are. What do you do? I think <laughs> Wendell is going to just stick to the plan and hope that the guys will make it somehow. Or go back to safety. Okay, you continue onward. What does Clubhead do? Oh gosh. Well, yeah, she looks pretty messed up. So Clubhead moves back over to Silbeth and is going to cast a healing spell to help her out. Or vitality. So Clubhead utters some magical words. Also, that was the only rock, I think. So we should be good. <laughs> and then I get healed? Yeah, you get healed for nine hit points. So I, I heard you say these words and my flesh knits up. Silbeth goes, What the fuck just happened? I... I I, I, I gotta get out of here! What was that? It was the rock we read about. And I take all kinds of emotion on that. I'm just freaked out. And See, I think you would take five levels. Yeah. Oh, dear. Thirteen. Okay, you're able to contain it. I start running back to the horses. Wait, we, we gotta get out of the tower! Where are you, we already did the rock! The rock's gone! Uh, I don't know. I don't know what just happened. I, I, uh... Listen, Silbeth, you got crushed by a rock, but uh, you're okay. You're fine. You gotta stick next to me if you want to get healed. What? Plus, look, I've died before. It's not that bad if it happens, I promise you. But I I wasn't fine a second ago. What? Is this? I I mean, that that rock caused a a huge gash and broken ribs and... Like, it's mostly gone. What the fuck? (sighs) It's mostly... What? About this same time, Wendell, you reach the bottom of the steps to the tower. Pop my head up. Yeah, there's the steps leading up to these stone doors. You look around, thinking that your party has got to be in front of you, but they're not. They're way back behind you. 
Silbeth looks like she's running toward the horses and Clubhead and Clubhead's shouting at her and Bunny seems confused. Silbeth, I got an idea. I am the fastest member of this team. If we just need to get up these stairs, let me carry you and I'm gonna haul ass straight to Wendell. I promise you won't get hit by a rock and worst case scenario, I'll throw you and I'll dodge it. Do you trust me? Okay, just just keep me away from Clubhead. No, he heals you! What? Did you get that? I don't know what happened. Just keep me away from him. Keep me away from him. Yeah, take me to the tower, quick. Okay, all right, get on my shoulders, Clubhead. She's a little punch drunk. I've seen it happen, but we're going to get up here. Also, do we know if there was like those like Indiana Jones movies where there's like a step and they triggers a trap? Do we know if that's what oh, set yeah. it off? Or is it just out the blue rock on the chest? Give me a, uh, give me an intelligence check. Oh, awesome. It's a negative one, but I don't need it. Here we go, here we go, here we go. <laughs> Big rolls, watch this. A 10, all things considered. Yeah, you don't think, you don't think you stepped on anything. Okay. You were just kind of walking through the grass, really. Yeah, you go ahead and take it to the tower. I'll be right behind you. Oh, sounds good, bro. I'm standing right, right where Silbeth was hit because I had to get yeah. pretty close to her to to heal her up. Yeah. Do I see the rock that struck her? Yeah. Okay. It's about a foot, foot and a half in diameter. I'm gonna walk up to the rock and touch it. You touch it? It's it's a rock. It's a real rock, hey. This is all sorts of weird. I'm definitely watching the sky as Bunny carries me up the stairs. All right. You're watching the sky, and you see another rock coming. There's a rock coming again. Oh, I, I go to dodge the rock. All right. Bunny's going to dodge Clubhead and Wendell. You both hear Silbeth. Yeah, was it Silbeth who yelled, there's a rock coming? Yeah, yes. So it's Clubhead that this stone is <laughs> being hurled at. That is a 24 to oh, hit. Oh, my God. <laughs> the damage. Give me a strength saving throw. You got oh. this. Oof. You got this. 13. Clubhead, as you reach down, you touch the rock. Oh, that's a rock. And then, <laughs> there's a rock coming! And then slam right into you. It sends you flying. You take 38 bludgeoning oh, damage. Oh, frick, 38! Oh, wow! And you're knocked prone. Yeah, that, that hurt. <laughs> that hurt all right. All right, Wendell, what does Wendell do? Uh, he's on his back. He's prone. You hear him mutter something, but he's not getting up right away. Okay, how many steps are we talking about here? About a dozen. And the way that the rock was flying through the air, do I think that it could fly at me if I'm on the the steps of the tower? Yes, there are a couple of rocks about that same size that look like they have smashed some of the steps. So I was looking right up into the sky. Did the rock come straight down or was it on some sort of ballistic curve? Looked like it was thrown from the clouds up uh, near the top of the tower. Or where the top of the tower would be. Boys, I think there might be a trebuchet on top of the tower. I'm gonna get up and start running towards the tower if I can. And Wendell's gonna go for the door at this point. Wendell's going for the door. All right. I think I'm gonna cast a spell on my shelf. How many hit points do you have left for Clubhead? Five. Ooh. Yeah. So, Wendell, you book it up the stairs. 
Silbeth and Bunny, you guys were near the bottom of the stairs. You're making your way up. Can I cast False Life on myself before I run up the stairs? You could cast it, like, now, now that you're near the top of the stairs. Okay. Got five temporary hit points. So you wave your hands around a bit, you utter some magical words, and you've bolstered yourself with five additional hit points. And then Clubhead, you're casting something? So Clubhead, he's going to use a second level healing word on himself as a bonus action. Gives himself nine hit points. So he's up to 14. And then, as his action, he's going to wild shape into a war horse. And then begin galloping towards <laughs> the door. <Okay. laughs> All right. So you wild shape into this construct mushroom-infused warhorse <laughs> and start galloping toward the front doors. Yeah. And as you get to the, the, the base of the stairs, Wendell, Silbeth, and Bunny are all up at the top of the stairs. That's when Wendell and Bunny and Silbeth and now Clubhead Warhorse all approach the door and you see in front of the door there is a stone tablet with some words in Elvish. Who reads Elvish? Nay. Dia! Bunny does. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, I say, where, where's Clubhead? <laughs> what? Silbeth, you see this construct mushroom-infused horse. I say, where, do, where the hell did that come from? What is this thing? Well, you remember when we were in the tower and Clubhead turned into a spider? This has to be Clubhead, right? What? What? You remember when we went to see um the mayor, Schallenberg? Like, he turned into a spider. What the hell are you talking about? Silbeth! So I take three more emotion. <laughs> okay, you're up to what? Nine. Nine? Nine. <gasps> yeah, Silbeth. So in a state of confusion and uh, anger, maybe you're not really sure, she unleashes a wild magic surge. And here we go. <laughs> I summon a troll. Are you? F a troll <laughs> is summoned into a space next to you. And the troll has eyes for Silva. What just happened? <laughs> oh my gosh! What's happening? I take five emotion. <laughs> All right, you are uh, you are uh, up to five emotion now as you've surged and summoned a troll. Everybody roll I initiative. I surge again. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> you rolled another. You rolled are a five. You? Yes, I did. Wow. Silvith cursed or something? What's happening? <laughs> That, that rock just got her all out of sorts, I think. Silbeth surges, and she turns into a potted plant. What? <laughs> Are you shitting me? <laughs> well, at least there won't be any more wild magic surges. Yeah, I'm assuming potted plants don't have emotion. And that is episode 49 of the Valley of Green Gold. Thank you to our podcast transmuter, Elizabeth Parcells. She is an audio wizard, and we love her work. 
We started our brand new Rated RPG livestream adventure recently, Season 3, and you can find the first session on our website, RatedRPGPodcast.com. We hope you can join us on Twitch on the last Tuesday evening of the month. February 27th is our next session. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for making Rated RPG happen. Mick and Addy, Grey Wolf 99, Sean Henry, and our DM for our livestream adventure, Nick from Five Entertainment. Their rations and adventuring gear are much appreciated. Many thanks to the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade. Members in good standing include H.D. Burke, John W. Mangrum, and Random.Guy. All hail the GPB. Many thanks to Lord Deputy Chris Fail and the Duke of Lux, the Wizard Weary, and to the Dukes, Turtle and Crow. Thank you very much for your support. No thank you for the cursed coin. Thank you to our Merchant Harbor Gazette tier supporters, Jackson Wynn, Spidey Mouse, Sean Duncan, Super Justin 64, and Brian Smallberries. We just received tragic news. Jason P. New and Igor Vakich have been offering their services as party clowns for children's birthday parties in Merchant Harbor. There aren't a lot of kids in Merchant Harbor, so I'm not sure about the earning potential there. But as I understand it, Igor and Jason weren't in it for the money. It was the joy and the laughter of the children that was payment enough. Well, in an effort to put on a really great show, they got their hands on a couple of scrolls of the fly spell. It's a great spell, it's a third level spell, lets you fly around for 10 minutes. And then part of the act was that when the spell ended, they would plummet, screaming toward the ground. But then at the last second, one of them would cast Featherfall on both of them, and then there'd be this big shocking finale as they floated the last few feet safely to the ground. But as it turns out, uh, Jason thought Igor was going to bring the Featherfall scroll, and Igor thought Jason was going to bring it, and then the big finale ended up being not as much fun as the children and parents were promised it would be. And, And it was pretty messy. So into the bucket of friends uh, they go, and uh, therapists are on standby in Merchant Harbor, from what I understand. On behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying the Rated RPG Podcast.